Put your glass on, get your bass on, cause you're a glass boss. It's not you, it's me. I'm sorry, but we regret to inform you that your application was not successful. We will no longer be needing your services and have decided to terminate your contract early. Rejection. We have all, at one time or another, dealt with it. Whether they were kind enough to meet you in person or send you a professional email, or even if it was just a simple, hard no, rejection hurts. It's inevitable. It's painful. And it may leave you feeling inadequate hopeless, or even helpless. I mean, how are you supposed to simply pick yourself up and dust off the sting of rejection? It's hard, but it's not impossible. In fact, with a little faith, lots of confidence, and some serious gloss, you can learn how to handle rejection, not just like a boss, but take it like a gloss boss. Today on Behind the Gloss, we are going to get to know the successful gloss boss behind the girl who's been rejected. Here to shine some gloss on how we can handle rejection is my dear friend, the lovely and talented gloss boss Angelica, who herself is a self-proclaimed job bouncer. Yeah, I drop bouncer as in like kind of like a bouncy ball, not really like a bouncer, like a security card of the glove. But it's because I my primary goal was always to just have a job and earn money. It didn't really matter what field it was in. But one of the most fulfilling ones was working at HR at one of the local universities here at Simon Fraser University. And I kind of landed that job just because I needed one. I just moved back from um, Hong Kong and Shanghai, working jobs there. And yeah, I stayed there for, oh, I want to say two and a half years um, in an advisory role and then doing return to work. But that gave me the opportunity to receive a lot of job applications, like doing the admin part of that and seeing the process of how people, um, you know, go through the interview process, um, getting accepted for a position and obviously getting rejected, a lot of rejections, right? And so being a third party in that really helped. And also just other opportunities. I remember um, shortly before this podcast that I was also part of a student panel doing grad school applications. That was when I was in graduate school. They were um, doing applications for the master's program. And because I was part of the caucus, I was actually invited to look through these really confidential right student applications. And so there's actually a lot of situations where I ended up, yeah, having to be someone who had to reject others. And it's really tough. It, it's, it's a juicy topic. So I'm really looking forward to talking about it. Oh my, yeah, like my jaw is on the floor right now. I'm just like, wait, what? Like, wow. So because you just said, like, obviously you were dealing with rejecting people did you ever feel guilty who i i've only really felt guilty when i look back at a situation and realize 
I may not have explained my reasons well enough, or maybe if I didn't spend enough time thinking about whether the reasons were really valid. Uh, so, for example, in let's say in a career capacity, uh, right now we are looking for somebody to join my team, and so I have the privilege of being part of an interview panel. So I will never get the opportunity to talk to the applicant if they ever get rejected, right? And so it's I only feel guilty when I'm doing my notes, and I hope they come across as clear enough for the HR person who's going to make the final decision. But if it's something face-to-face, um, for example, it could be in a romantic aspect, then yeah, you get to talk to the person usually. Uh, I worry that I could hurt somebody's feelings. And But romance, when it's something personal like that, or even friendship, it's a little more sticky, right? Yeah. You may not be able to put it into words, but maybe you just feel off about somebody. And so how do you explain that? I know, because... Is it is honesty the best policy or do you think you should just kind of, I don't know, like hit them with the classic. It's not you, it's me. Yes, I, I actually had it in my notes, too, because it's such a cheesy cliche thing, but it's true. Uh, I have a really good example, and this makes make me sound so bad, but I remember before I met my current partner, I was kind of dating around casually and there was this guy I was seeing who was nice enough a little bit boring for me but i mean that's again this personal expectation of what boring is but they were short they were shorter than me just by a little bit and how can i tell them that's the reason why because they can't control it right and so i ended up working okay because they just weren't for me uh they were a little bit aggressive with their advances right they really want to date I wasn't ready and so that's how I explained to them why I didn't want to see them anymore but really they were just a little bit too short for me so I I think honesty is always the best policy but sometimes it gets a little too personal and uh, right again if you feel guilty so I think that's a good point though kind of like if it's something that they can't change like their height Mm -hmm. then it's like okay maybe Maybe I don't need to explain that, but I can focus on things that you can change and that are more yes. in your control. I think that's a great way to reject people. I don't Oh, it's so difficult, but because we're talking now about like um, dating. Do you think women take rejection harder than men? Oh, absolutely not. I remember thinking about that again when as soon as he gave me the topic and thinking yeah even though it feels so generalized when I think about my own stories or my own experience and I you know hearing about other people's stories I think women are pretty tough for some reason I feel like we're expected to take rejection or to just accept conditions that are given to us whether it's romantic or career right Uh, or it could be home life personal life and so Again, you know, it goes into intersectionalities of how well-off somebody might be, the opportunities they have, what culture or country mm-hmm. they grew up in. But no, I think women, we, we take on a lot more slack than we should. Yeah. Uh, that ends up hurting us, though, right? We think that's the expectation or maybe it makes us stronger. And it does, we are strong, but then we may not end up getting what we really want. Yeah. So No, I agree, because, like, I wasn't even... 
thinking about it until you said it. Like, I think as women, I know for me, it's always been told, like, you know, women typically don't do well in this or, you know, they don't ask for money. Like, you just hear these things. And I think subconsciously I'm expecting that, like, rejection, like, immediately. And it's like, just because I'm a woman, it's like, wait, no, like, I need, like, I deserve this. And I think that's hard for women to kind of just be like no I deserve this I deserve a raise like you know what I mean yeah that's such a great way to put it uh and even and you and you mentioned the comment about a raise and it's funny I had just talked to my supervisor about that how in a corporate environment that's usually normal if a company does well right you get the standard two percent maybe you can negotiate a little bit higher based on your performance whatever uh but I had never thought about it that way I had never once thought as a young person in my 20s that, yeah, I worked hard, so I deserved, right, to take it easy today or I deserve to have a nice weekend after or deserved a raise or a promotion. Yeah. I had, you know, we get full focus on just surviving mm. and, and doing what we think is expected. Maybe that's even yeah. beyond the job description or what other people expect, right? Yeah, so, honestly, and I think for me, like, I get so nervous kind of saying, I deserve this, I want this, because I feel like I'm being too cocky or too arrogant, and I feel like that's so looked down upon. So I guess I'm thinking I'm being humble by accepting less, and it's like, no, I'm kind of being stupid. <laughs> like, honestly, it's like, I, I need to know my worth. Yeah, absolutely. You need to know your worth. And you know what's funny is, it can also go the opposite way where when we get rejected and we are too hard on ourselves and we think, oh, I deserved it. Yes. Oh my it gosh. can also go that way. That's the worst. <laughs> but that being said, like, do you have any tips on how to handle rejection? Because everyone goes through it. Yeah, I think it goes back to kind of what we're talking about. As hard as it is to not take it personally, because it creates or could create those mental barriers in the future if you want to try again for that goal or whatever you were trying to achieve or in anything else in life. So I feel like if as long as you're satisfied yourself that you tried your best in all the aspects that are within your control, whether it's right preparation for something, meeting the requirements or putting all of your heart into something, then you have to find that inner peace for yourself. I think that's the biggest tip. It's more of like a mental gymnastics um, sort of journey. Yeah, but I feel like if I really put my heart into it, like the rejection hurts me so much more because it's like I really, really tried. Yes. <laughs> oh, but do you believe that rejection is God's protection or it's a redirection? You know, all those sayings, like, do you think that's true? Well, that's such a big question. I just, I think both. I believe in both, right? Is it a form of God's protection or it's just redirection in life? I think it depends on your mood, uh, the situation, but also where somebody might be in their spiritual journey, if that's even something they're exploring, right? I grew up Catholic, so that's something that definitely comes up in rejection, right? I think it's, oh, God's way of telling me this is not right for me or at the time. Uh, if it's something 
emotional. Usually I look for that higher power to explain my situation or the rejection. And I think that's an inclination for humans, right? As people, if it's, it could even be illness, not just rejection. We, we look for that why God or why to the skies that something happened. Yeah. Uh, but it could be, yeah. But sometimes if it's something professional, I think, okay, maybe there's a better job out there for me, right? Uh, or there's a better program out there for me to join. Yeah. So. No, that's true. And then I even think, um, I think Natalie from the studio told me once, she was like, you know, even if you get rejected, it doesn't mean that you're not talented. It's just like you weren't a good fit for this specific thing. And I really try to believe that it's hard. But then again, I hear stories of, I think Michael Jordan, he got rejected from his high school basketball team. But, you know, now or he was a pro in the NBA and, you know, even Beyonce, she's this mega star, but she didn't make it on Star Search. So is rejection the first step to success? Yeah, I'm shocked at those stories, especially because we know where those people are now or have achieved in their career. Uh, It's yeah, isn't it mind blowing? So I think it's not always a first step, but it's almost like a blessing because then you have gained that humility, right, by being rejected, especially Mm -hmm. for someone, for example, Beyonce, right? I'm sure that helped a lot with the rest of her career and having a deeper appreciation when you do achieve those things. You may think back and say, yeah, I was rejected, but look how much further I've gone or maybe I've gone a different path, but look how much I've achieved. So... Yeah, I like yeah, it's quite amazing. I know, and I always try to think that, like, if I get rejected, it's like it's okay. Like Beyonce was rejected too. (laughs) (laughs) It's a part of life. Like rejection happens, and I know we keep saying this word, like rejection, rejection, rejection. When you hear this word, what do you think of? Like, what is rejection? Is rejection and failure the same thing? So first, for how I feel about hearing the word rejection or even thinking about it it's I don't think of a word I think of a very heavy feeling in my heart it's one of those words when you hear about it or when you go through that situation your heart just feels like it's falling within your body especially if it's something you really want right it's it's a physical feeling that I can't really explain otherwise but it's it's sort of you know when your heart drops yeah yeah i think that's the saying right sorry my sometimes my esl signals go really strong and then i can't (laughs) explain myself but that's exactly what i was thinking of but um and sorry what was the second part of your question because it's just thinking about rejection just makes my heart drop so i'm like oh lost my train of thought like honestly i'm the same like when i think of rejection i think all the times i've been rejected and if i'm (laughs) honest i kind of correlate rejection and failure like to me they feel like the same thing because I failed so many times and been rejected so many times but is it the same thing yeah rejection and failure okay first of all failure would be such a cool topic for another episode and I can't wait for you to embark on that so I can listen to it I'm really excited (laughs) but back to whether they're the same thing I actually have to disagree I feel like because you could do your best and not fail, mm. but you can still end up being rejected. It can, and it could be something out of your control. But with failure, 
there can either be an element of personal accountability, maybe because you didn't right, put in all your best, or it could be external factors such as you couldn't do your best or prepare for this exam or for this job interview because you're working three other jobs or you're right. You were busy yeah. helping your family or something. So I think they're two completely different things, um, but it depends on how you emotionally feel about it. Right. You need to have that inner peace with yourself and do your due diligence to say, yeah, I did my best and let's just move on. But that's a personality thing too, right? How hard are you on yourself? So I feel like you're really hard on yourself because you, yeah, you really want to achieve goals. And I feel like that's why you're going to go so far in life because you really go for it. But then sometimes the fall feels greater, right? Exactly. You can take it more personally. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying like, I will go far because honestly, I question it. Like even with this podcast is like I'm trying to get it together but obviously I need to ask people for their time and you know some people are just they don't have the time they're like no so I I feel like I'm rejected and I'm like oh this is never gonna come into fruition I need this person I don't have time so it's a lot but like you said I need to try to like understand that it's not personal and again everyone deals with rejection it's just yeah. part of life. Absolutely. and But there's an uncomfortable thought that I sometimes have because sometimes some people don't have to go through rejection, right? Or maybe it's for a particular thing in their life. Let's say, let's say school, mm-hmm. right? Whatever program they apply to, they get in. Mm-hmm. But it could be a case where Apparently, it's very common in the States. I don't know. That could be anecdotal. But if you have money or you come from a very powerful family, Mm. yeah, you may be more likely to get accepted to the colleges that you apply to. Yeah. Right? And so it's possible that despite how smart they are or um, how nice they are, maybe they never have to get rejected when it comes to schooling or education. Uh, And I think actually it's rather than feeling jealous or envious of those people, we should think pity because having rejection in your life feels so uncomfortable and it sucks. It's one of the worst feelings ever, ever, ever in any capacity, but it brings you so much richness in your life experience. Because like I said earlier, you have a deeper appreciation for you when you do achieve what you were looking for, right? That's so beautiful and like it's giving me strength. <laughs> yeah. But see, like the negative Nelly in me is like, but I've been rejected a lot. Like, I feel like, you know, you can get rejected so many times and then it's like, why are you still trying? Like, that sounds awful. But you know, like yeah. on American Idol, if this person who can't sing keeps trying and gets rejected, <laughs> yeah. it's like, maybe it's you and I guess that's kind of how I feel sometimes if I'm looking for a job or applying to school or I remember even trying to date it was like I feel like I keep getting rejected should I just give up so I guess the question in that is like is it okay to give up sometimes (laughs) oh that's such a good question yeah I think it is always within our right to give up but whether or not you want to for the right reasons 
that's what we have to decide for ourselves, right? Yeah, if it's something personal, like a like a talent singing, that's really subjective. We could think we're very good singers, but to other human ears, yeah, maybe not so great. And I think we have to realize that for ourselves, right? Yeah, and then even kind of as I was asking the questions, like, well, maybe give up in the sense of give up with that method you were using. Because again, when it comes to singing, I've heard the voice is a muscle. So it's like, okay, yeah, you keep trying getting rejected. Let's try something else. Give up on what you were doing and like maybe try taking singing lessons. Maybe try listening to yourself or I don't know. So I kind of like that. Give up on the method in which you were using, but don't give up like completely on your dreams. Yeah, or it could be an element of practice, like you said, right? Yeah. Getting rejected or being told you're not good enough, but maybe I just need a little bit more practice. Maybe it takes me a little bit longer to get ready for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And you reminded actually of a story, reminding me of a story I I heard about Jack Ma. He was the founder of Alibaba, which which is one of the companies in the world. It's more so in... um, out in Asia, but anyhow, uh, there was a story, and I can't remember all the details, but there was a KFC opening in this town, right? There were 10 positions open. 11 people applied, including him. He was rejected. So he was the one of 11 that was rejected for that 10, yeah, that 10 position opening. And it always made me chuckle a little bit, not because he got rejected, but because he ended up doing something so much greater. He started his own billion-dollar company, right? And I that's a bit of an extreme example because we are not all Jack Ma's, right? We're not yeah. all Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. But it reminds us that, yeah, either there's an element of practice involved or we were just meant to do something else. And we'll discover that later down the road. So it may not be immediate, but it could be 10 years from now. But I hope people realize that that hope is always worth it because it's so juicy and delicious when you achieve it. Yeah, that's so true. And that's probably my other problem. I am impatient. I'm like, I want this and I want it now. Like, Give it to me. Yeah, that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. I feel like that in dance class sometimes where... Right, if we're doing across the floor, if we're doing part of a choreography and I don't get it right, I have found recently that impatience has really started to show through. I will tell the instructor, let's do it again. Let's try it again. (laughs) I've done, I've noticed myself doing that a few times. And uh, it's always such a funny reaction from the instructor because I usually don't say things like that. Right, I'll just let the class move on as I should. I shouldn't actually be interrupting the instructor at all. But I just want to give it another try because I feel like I don't want to fail. I don't want to be rejected if I end up not doing yeah. it correctly down the road, right? No, so, But I like it and kind of like what we were saying earlier, we want to try again because we want to try something different or like I hope that when you do it, you kind of notice like your mistakes like, oh, I didn't hit this move hard enough. Oh, I know I can get my leg higher. So I just love that you're still trying. But I will say... <laughs> Take it easy because you do work hard. <laughs> and now this is on a recording. I will play it back for you. Take it easy. Please don't go full out yeah. every single time. 
I think I am stubborn, whereas I feel like you have such high expectations of yourself. For me, I'm just stubborn. I just keep doing things the same way, hoping that something will change, and then maybe not, right? But, um, yeah, and I also find it, it has a lot to do with that mental elasticity or that flexibility in your life. Are you able to adapt to the situation whereas I find that I'm very much a straight arrow I'll just keep doing things the same way but that may have something to do with uh, the fact culturally right I'm Chinese and the way we're taught to do school and go about life is quite different than uh, what it's like in North America maybe even Europe I'm not sure but uh, another element of it is to always do things a certain way in the line. Whereas I feel like there's a little bit more elasticity in culture here. Yeah. Uh, people are right encouraged to do their own thing. That's really weird to me. I love it though. <laughs> I love it. But wait, I just want to go into this a little because yes, you are Chinese, but you've been living in Canada for quite some time. So Do you feel like you've adapted a little bit of that? Um, Oh, I just lost the word. (laughs) The elasticity (laughs) that you're talking about? Yeah, I've been here 16 years. And I think it it has helped a lot. Because that, and that goes back to how I accept rejection or handle it. Because I feel like in my culture... there's an element of if you get rejected, it's totally your fault and you should have done better and you shouldn't take that rejection as an answer. Keep going back and try to do the same thing rather than opening up your mind to explore, yeah, is this a form of redirection? Is this God's plan? Right, all those things. Uh, that's how I personally feel. Others might disagree, but that's a really positive part of the culture here. Uh, I started going to high school when I moved here mm-hmm. and so really having to learn that shift was really tough but ended up being for the better right rather than making myself feel like I wasn't good enough and I should just keep trying if I get rejected I realized that oh maybe I'll do something else or I'll keep trying to cut myself some slack mm-hmm. right so as to not affect my mental health yeah. but uh, I still sometimes I still feel like an outsider looking in having grown up somewhere else for sure I really do Uh, Mm -hmm. people shock me every day good or bad right Um, and surprise me for sure yeah but it sounds kind of like you have the best of both worlds because I think there is like something good to being stubborn because it's that thing of I'm not giving up you know what no matter what like I'm not giving up and I'm gonna try again which I think I probably tap out like easily. I'm like, oh, well, I didn't get it. I guess this isn't for me. And I'm kind of quick to try something else. So I think that's such a beautiful thing that you can, one, like keep trying, but also like acknowledge and still be open to, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah, Yeah, a balance is important. It just depends on the situation, right? How do you know when to die there? How do you know when to keep being stubborn, right? Or keep building on those skills or whatever it is you need? Or do you just smoothly flow into something else? That's Mm -hmm. the magic question. How do you know when to do either? But that's up to us. Oh my gosh. I know. I have no clue how. I mean, because you've unfortunately kind of had to reject people. Oh my God, you're 
job. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess we should frame it more in a positive light. You know, you, you did get to hire people and help mm -hmm. them out. But I mean, going through that and having to say no, like, has that given you tips on handling rejection or kind of finding that balance of, you know, when to not give up or when to be redirected? Oh, absolutely. Because seeing the back end of how people get rejected and in a professional or in a organized setting, right, whether it be for a job or for school, there are criteria. And remember, there are still a lot of industries and fields in our society that haven't shifted to looking at anything further than what's on paper and test scores, rather than looking at you as a holistic person for your life experience, for how you present yourself. So it's that really helps me with handling rejection, realizing that they have a set criteria they're looking for. It is possible that I meet 11 of the 12 boxes and somebody has happened to meet the 12, mm. right? And I have, I have done my best. Maybe the 12th is something completely out of my control. Maybe they were looking for somebody um, having worked in a specific field and I just never had. So I think that's an important caveat of the story, uh, including school applications. There's actually a very specific criteria, at least in my experience, having reviewed those like, grad school applications, there are people that are so incredibly smart. I mean, they could have applied to medical school and yeah, they probably would have gone in before the master's program they were applying to that I was in. We were looking for somebody with just a different background or with a different goal, right? We're not looking to hire doctors. We are looking to hire public health professionals, which is really different. So it's realizing, okay, this is what I'm applying for, uh, or this is what I was trying to achieve, but they were looking for something else. That doesn't mean I'm not good enough. Yeah. So finding that inner peace, right? It, it yeah. really goes back to that. Okay, that does kind of put my mind at ease for, you know, when I have been <laughs> rejected, but I've heard that sometimes some um, hiring people may look at a name on a paper and discriminate. Have yes. you seen people do that in your profession? Okay, I'm really glad you mentioned that. I'm going to be really careful with what I say because I never want someone to accidentally right, find out, put a former yeah. employer on blast or anything like that. Yeah. That's not my intention. But first of all, from a personal point of view, Absolutely. I have a very English, Latin first name, whatever you want to call it. But my last name is very Chinese, right? I have met right people who are um, of European descent with my last name, which is really weird. But mostly people can tell I'm Asian. And one of the really sad uh, goals I've had in life still persists is I can't wait to get married or right, be old enough to legally change my name to make myself less immigrant sounding when I'm in North America really? or if I were to get a job in Europe. I think about it all the time, a little less now, but I still look forward to it. My partner's Portuguese. So he obviously has a very Portuguese surname. And I think, yeah, even though I love my name, I would probably take their name, not for religious or cultural reasons, just because I think it will give me a better edge. Isn't that sad? Yeah. but. It's the reality, though. Yeah, it's like I understand because, again, like, I do love my name, Shakaya. I've gotten compliments on it, but 
I do wonder when I'm applying for jobs, do they see this name and think this is a black girl, like she's not going to work and just, you know, write me off. So it's, I have thought about changing my name on a resume and handy and I haven't done it yet, but we are slowly approaching that point of desperation where I might. I know. Yeah. And I hate to tell you that, but your worries and my worries are warranted and actually the discrimination against people with what they think are stereotypically black names is absolutely true i can tell you for a fact it has happened because it's unfortunate i have heard it as a third party or on the other end people seeing resumes and then making fun of it right or assuming oh they're probably right this type of person or of this ethnicity and as a person of color i think and as an immigrant i think what does that have any merit on the fact that they're a good fit for this job, perfect for this job, that they're going to be amazing because of their resume or of their objectives. And it makes you angry, right? It makes you sad. But at the same time, it makes you worry because you know you could be on the receiving end of that when you put in an application or want to look for something. So, But I mean, I guess this is kind of why I'm doing a podcast. It was kind of like you know what I am getting rejected a lot so let me accept myself and forge my own path and be like you know what I'm gonna start something for me I'm gonna make my own money like I don't need anyone but yeah it's difficult to get it started (laughs) but you know hopefully in a few years I'll be singing a different tune no and I hope you realize that it is so important to have people like you forging that path for yourself because you end up creating opportunities for others. That's number one. Number two, you end up helping other people realize that is something they can look forward to, right? That that's an option to create paths for yourself or to keep going, to not give up. Uh, And three, to realize that maybe if people are going to make fun of your name or be racist against you, or it could be microaggression, do you really want to be with them? Do you really want to work for them? True. Do you really want to be friends with them? Right. And so it, yeah, it could be a blessing in disguise as hurtful as it is to get that rejection. Yeah. No, you honestly are making me like want to wear my rejections on my sleeve. Like, yes, I've been rejected, but I will (laughs) prevail. And then even in talking about, um, what is it, jobs and how they hire. I heard that Mm -hmm. with the chat, what is it called, chat GTP? Yeah. That thing. I heard that that is now like filtering out resumes. Like, do you think this is good or bad? Oh, I worry. I understand the efficiency of it and the trust in, 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 right, uh, sorry, um, artificial intelligence. But, I worry that because AI is mirroring the information, the data that we put into it, right? It could be social data or it could be informational data that it could become inherently racist and judgmental and subjective. Like we are as humans, maybe better, but we don't know that we're in such early stages. That's what I worry about. Um, whereas I feel like as people, if we are aware of our own biases and right, I can say I'm a woman of color, but for sure I have biases. If As long as I'm aware of that and I try to take control so my subconscious doesn't 
you know, doesn't bias me towards something that is unfair for somebody, then that could be a little bit safer than AI. But I don't know. That's new. I haven't heard of that. So I'm going to look into it. I know I was watching, I think last week tonight, and they were talking about it. And exactly like you said, they, the AI had the, um, what is it called? The discrimination and the racial biases that we humans have because yeah. we humans are the one that programmed it. So it's yeah. oh, insane. But again, I have hope because there are so many people out there that, you know, like me are facing rejection and again like us or people of color with you know unique names so i know that somebody is gonna fix it one day like i don't know how i don't know when but i have hope yeah for sure oh sorry i cut you off no go ahead oh no i was just saying that's like all you can have really is hope when you go out you kind of I know they say it with love, like you kind of have to put yourself out there to get hurt and like to get rejected, but that's just, I don't know, the gamble of life. Gamble of life. And you said the word hope, which I love, which I echo as well personally. I'm going to give you another H word, humor. I find humor helps personally a lot. I may not always use humor to help other people because maybe they're not in the right state of mind maybe they're a little bit upset still about a rejection or the situation but humor helps uh a really common random example is sometimes people get my first name or even my first with my middle name i have a western middle name uh, for reasons my parents were worried people would be racist if i also had a chinese middle name so they said okay western middle name Uh, but then they get so surprised when i show up in person have you ever gotten that like you show up and you can tell they thought I was going to be white or oh I was going to be not Asian because of my first, not right. My first and my middle name. And so I find humor in that thinking, Oh, if I was just on paper, maybe you wouldn't have rejected me. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And just trying to laugh it off in that way. Like I really probably surprised them. <laughs> no, but that's good that you, can laugh because then I've heard people kind of like say you know if you're making light of the situation that you're you're not like dealing with it you know what I mean because I've I guess I use humor but more in a um like self-deprecating kind of way yeah and I mean I don't know yes I have like we all do we all have like insecurities but I'm like well at least I can joke about it and kind of put it out there like that's better than I don't know ignoring it right does do you think the self-deprecating humor helps though or is it a way of masking insecurities I don't know I thought it was just me kind of like (laughs) owning it like hey I'm insecure about this but it is what it is because for me I'm like well we all have insecurities so why am I trying to hide it you know yeah I agree I think as long as it helps you in a positive way or to help you feel better then yeah I think self-deprecating humor I personally do it and I think it's funny um, but that's why I'm careful not to do with other people who I don't know well enough because maybe in their cultural background or whatever they're not used to that type of humor like it's like sarcasm right yeah. it can be really hard to translate yeah in, in other languages but no, I've, yeah, I've noticed that a little bit about YouTube, but I 
never seen it as a problem because I do it too. Yeah. So. Because mm-hmm. I've had some people like, you know, I might drop something be like, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. And some people are like, no, you are not stupid. You are done that. Yes. And it's like, I mean, thank you. Like, I know I'm just, you know, it was like, oh, I just dropped this. Like, you know, that was stupid. I'm not saying I am like, I'm human. I have stupid moments. It's okay to yeah. be, but I don't know. Again, thank you to those people, but... <laughs> Because I guess you Different should personalities. Yeah, like you should speak kindly to yourself, but it's it's that thing of balance that we were kind of talking about earlier. Like Yeah. Oh Absolutely. So and then because I know like we've been talking about all this rejection, but I wanna know like what kind of rejection do you think people take the most personally? Ooh. I think it depends where they are in life is so for there's so many different types of rejection but let's say it's something romantic or personal career or school if in that stage of life they think romance is the most important thing they have to date they have to get married then those type of rejections will be most important to them right they will hurt more deeply but if they're all about their career right now their aspirations or what they're going to do then not getting a call back for an interview or not making through the last stage of that job posting, that could be more devastating. I think I think it depends on the person. Not to say it's a maturity thing, because, you know, it, just yeah. because you worry more about romance doesn't make you more immature, but it may depends on age, yeah, where you are in life. No, I like that, because, yeah, I think definitely, like, at different stages, I did prioritize certain things, and it was just like, okay, well, if I didn't get this, like, whatever. But no, yeah. I think, like, a pers- like a romantic rejection might hurt. Because I feel like, you know, you're, you're saying me, who I am. Like, with a job, it's like, okay, I can go to school. I can try to get the experience. You know, like, it's kind of like you were saying. It's like a criteria that, you know, I could possibly achieve. But romantically, yeah. that's me. That's true. I didn't think of it that way, even though I was the person who said, hey, if it might make you feel better to know there's a criteria for these sort of things. But I think I have gone through all these romantic rejections so early in my life that first I use self-deprecating humor, right, to, to get through it, to think, oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, actually, there's one, There, my first, was it my first boyfriend? I think it was my high school sweetheart. Uh, he was upset that I wasn't Korean. Because he was really into K-pop. I am serious. It sounds completely ridiculous and made up. But he was upset that I was the wrong kind of Asian. Could you believe that ridiculousness? <laughs> like, how do you have that discussion? And, like, at what point in the relationship <laughs> did he realize that you're not Korean? Like, I think it's, like, early on. Which is crazy because I think we ended up being together for three years. He ended up right leaving me for somebody else, which is fine. It all worked out perfectly. But it was, I think, maybe a year in, less than a year in. I mean, high school love, right? We're stupid. He was older. That was cool. I was younger, whatever. And uh, and looking back, it's hilarious. It's ridiculous. And yes, there are men out there like that. Okay, don't be surprised if you're listening to this podcast thinking this is crazy. Um, But it at the time, it devastated me. But I could not believe, I, how dare I not be Korean? Wow. It was just horrible for me. But yeah. so using humor could help. 
um, but also realizing that you, you know, it, it can't, it may not be personal. There is no perfect human created for another human. I don't know. That's what I think. Really? I mean, that's why. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, sorry. I was just thinking, I know people believe in soulmates and I do too. I really believe in soulmates, but that doesn't mean because you're with your soulmate, there won't be arguments or there won't be disagreements yeah. or certain forms of rejection. Right. I think that can still happen. No, that's actually really true. Cause I know we've been talking about all this rejection and stuff and I had such a negative mindset, but if I'm honest, like I have had like the rejection being my protection and my redirection. Cause I actually didn't get accepted to the university that I wanted. <laughs> Therefore, I had to change my plans. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to school right after high school. And I decided to go to Australia. And yeah. lo and behold, who do I meet in Australia? My now boyfriend. And we've been together for seven years. And yeah. again, like being younger, all I wanted was a boyfriend. I'm like, oh my gosh, like no one's asking me out to prom. Like no one's asking yeah. me on dates. What's wrong with me? And then you know had I just waited years later like I have my boyfriend he's my first my last my only and it's it's like this beautiful thing but again I went through all that rejection and I got something great but even to what you're saying now like yes I think we're soulmates but yes he gets on my nerves sometimes I get on his nerves we fight we make up but yeah just a positive spin on the rejection thing yeah and part of it is and this may not translate well into English because when I had thought about it it was in my language but you can't use today's brain to judge yourself in the past if that makes sense kind of clunky in English but no I like I hope that makes sense (laughs) no because I do even you know getting rejected now I do still take it personally but then I have to say you know what I'm I'm getting better like I'm more wiser I'm I'm learning from the past like the past me like Mm -hmm. it's it's okay because again I'm not exactly where I thought I would be at this point in my life but it's like you know what I'm not where I was and again I'm constantly learning and I'm learning from you right now. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. No, me too. Just from this conversation from you, but also introspectively, you're opening up little little boxes in my brain and in my heart that I mean, I have really thought through before. It, it, they were just thoughts and experiences that existed. But something that you mentioned just reminded me of Miss Need. Let's go back to Miss Need. I think everyone needs to meet her to learn how to dance from her but also philosophically how intelligent she is she once told me that yeah the person in the past may have been rejected or what you think may have failed or could not stand up for themselves could not achieve something but that doesn't mean they're any less stronger than you are now maybe you know more now but you need to think back and look at how strong they were when they got rejected and helped you become who you are now wow like (laughs) I never thought of it like that I know she is just 
there's stuff going on in her brain okay oh that's smarter than everybody else yes, <laughs> honestly i i will have her on i i want her yeah. for this because i'm like yeah the conversations hold on side note quick shout out to the ballet lounge yeah we keep talking about natalie um you're gonna meet her susie they are amazing and sheila all amazing i thought i was signing up to just dance learn how to dance i'm learning life lessons i'm gaining confidence it's the ballet lounge has changed my life go they have virtual classes it will change your life too but yeah dropping gems constantly yeah and such a good deal by the way perfect location such a good deal like i I've con even though when I joined the ballet lounge, I knew I was going to stay. I was still Googling other places. And I'm like, yep, yeah, no, this for sure is the place in terms of price, location, the quality of instruction. Yeah, oh absolutely. Gosh. Shout out. I agree. And yeah, that's where I met you. So again, life changing. But yeah, I mean, we are coming into our hour. Sorry, did I cut you off? No, no ways. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, like, do you have any personal rejection stories you want to share good or bad oh personal rejection stories uh i think it would be best if it gave you two different examples yeah. one from a professional right career point of view and another one that's to a personal one a romantic one right so my first story uh, let me think i've been rejected a lot let me pick a good one okay so when i graduated from graduate school I wanted to do something in my field, which was public health. And at my previous employer, which happened to be at the university, I found a job posting and I thought it's perfect, right? It's health promotion. I've already been with the employer. Uh, my commute would be the same, nice and easy. And I didn't get it. Uh, even though I knew the HR advisory person that was managing the job posting mm -hmm. and they kept me in the loop. Right. They said, well, we got your application. I'm going to try to professionally put in a good word for you because I've worked with you. Um, I found out that they end up hiring someone else and they had the courtesy. You usually don't hear back. Right. They emailed me to let me know they found a better fit. I ended up actually meeting that better fit uh, and she was the perfect fit. It actually made me feel better meeting that person and realizing, oh, her degree was more specific to the position they were looking for it was in health promotion i studied health promotion but my degree was technically in public health i know it's a very nuanced difference but it's different and yeah that was actually what they studied uh, they had more practical experience from my conversation with them and they were great at it so i thought i would be better meeting them and finding out that they got yeah. the job but it ended up making me feel at peace knowing, okay, I'm going to go look for something out that would be a better fit for me. And now everybody wins, right? They got the job they want. Uh, they were from Toronto. They always wanted to move to Vancouver. So they got that. Uh, yeah. And I know sometimes it's easy to be bitter, but like I said, finding that inner peace, it will teach you so much. So mm -hmm. it goes back to criteria, right? Yeah. They were looking for someone like them. Wait, that's really interesting, but then it also made me think, what if you get accepted to something that you don't necessarily want? Uh, that's a good question. It depends what is most important to you right now. Is it just having a job and earning money? Then it's okay. 
because then you can keep looking. Yeah. But I can yeah. you of the belief that everything happens for a reason. And even if, again, you're somewhere where you don't necessarily want to be, you kind of need to be there. Yeah, it's a fine balance between survival and the human instinct to always look for a reason. Have you noticed that? Yeah. People, we are always looking for a reason. Even if it's not necessary, it's not going to be helpful in any way or it won't change a thing. We're always looking for why, why, why. That's always the biggest question. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it complicates things, right? Because, yeah, there could be no reason. It's just the way it is. And then, because you were talking about questions, like, ask someone that's worked in HR. Like, if I've been rejected, should I reach out and ask them why? Have you seen people do that? Oh, that's such a great question. Let me tell you the the short answer first absolutely it's okay to do that and i'm going to tell you why this is the longer answer because it shows that you are willing to grow and learn that you want to learn from that experience of having been rejected and it could end up helping you they could respond back and tell you this is the reason why because you didn't meet the minimum years requirement for this job Uh, we were looking for someone this is random but we're looking for someone with health and safety experience in oil and gas you've only done so in construction so right is a better fit for the job something like that um i don't see a lot of people do it but having worked with different people in hr um having been on an interview right panel myself it's totally okay to reach out and do that it's sort of like how people send in letters or emails after an interview to say thank you for your time to interview me i really enjoyed right i really enjoyed the interview i really appreciated your questions i look forward to hearing from you that's a really professional form of reaching out and distinguishing yourself from other applicants especially if there may have been a hundred applicants for that job you were applying for totally okay to do that if you know that you didn't make it through the next round or you right weren't hired why can't you reach out and do the same thing hey just you know i really appreciate your time for this whole interview process um having reviewed my application May I ask why I was not selected so that I can learn from the experience? So that's the answer to your question. I think absolutely it's okay to do. Oh, yay. And yeah, anyone listening, do that because I, I think it makes you look good. And then I yes. think I cut you off because you had a second story that you wanted to share. Oh, yeah, no worries. I do I do fly around a lot when you get me mm-hmm. talking about something that I'm so passionate about or so excited about, so no worries. But my second example, I wanted to share something a little more personal because I find it actually easier to talk about career or job school rejections. But when it comes to personal relationships, I think you've already alluded to this. Yeah, I've been rejected a lot too. I think the toughest ones though are when they are friendships or romantic relationships that happen for a long time. So I remember um, I mentioned my first boyfriend, right? That had let me for somebody else. And it happened again later in my life. I was, I think, 19, maybe 18 when I had met that partner. uh, And they were almost 30. So they were significantly older than me. So that red flag first, okay? Uh, Not that it's, it's okay to have, right age gaps in relationships i still have a large one with my current partner but it depends relative to where you are in your age if that makes sense yeah 
right? A 10-year difference is pretty good when you're both older. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. That's another good podcast episode. But we were together for three years. And without getting too much in the nitty-gritty of everything I learned from that relationship, uh, they ended up leaving me for someone else. And I know they were not faithful because things just weren't adding up. And I had supported them Right, being there for them, helping them study for their medical exam as the MCAT uh, and doing practices with them and giving them all the time and space they need, being the emotional support. And it turns out a lot of the study sessions they went to, they were actually with somebody else who was also applying for medical school. And as Mm -hmm. soon as he found out they both got in to medical school, he just left me. So, but at first there were a lot of excuses like, oh, I don't really, you know, want to be with somebody right now. And it turns out that was just our soft way of saying, I actually found somebody else. The person I don't want to be with is you. Wow. So it, it, it gets get to be a really long story. That's the short version of it. But at that time in my life, I was still young. Um, mm-hmm. I was only 22, I think, maybe just, yeah, after I just turned 22 and all that happened. And I was still young. And so getting that rejection, thinking yeah. at the time I could have been with this person for longer, yeah. uh, it really hurt, right? And I took it really personal because they were really saying, it's you, it's totally you that I don't want. Wow. I found something better than you. And I took it personal romantically, spiritually, but also as in I, I wasn't smart enough because I never had aspirations, right, to do anything medical or to do a professional oh. program. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of, oh it's gosh. that really sensitive line. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's a really personal story. I can't, I, sh- I can't believe I actually shared it, but I'm happy I did because yeah. I, I still learn about it. Uh, you know, the feelings I had during that time. And you think back to the person I was and how it helped me be the person I am and what I look for in a partner now, how to handle rejection in all its beautiful, thorny ways. Mm, I like right? it because, yeah, like, honestly, in that situation, it's not you, it's him. It's not your fault at all. Like, <laughs> Thank you. I, mean, I think you're yeah. perfect, honestly. <laughs> No, I think you are too. And it's, it's funny, right? You think back and now I can kind of laugh at how ridiculous it is because I thought some of the things he said were so hurtful. It was pretty immature, uh, even though they were significantly older than me. But again, I found it as a blessing because there were other aspects of our relationship that I realized wasn't healthy. The age gap being one of the influencing forces, but I ended up somewhere happier. Ended up doing things that he told me I would never be able to do, that I would never be able to achieve. Okay. Right? Round of applause for you. I need to put a track in. Just applause. (laughs) I don't know. Yes. And you got to do it for yourself, right? Never for somebody else. Exactly. Oh, but yeah, I'm so glad. Like, both those stories have a happy ending. So I hope anyone listening, when you deal with your rejection, because it is inevitable, (laughs) know that there's a brighter side. Always. And it may not come right away. It could be years from now before you realize it. Oh my gosh. I need to be patient. (laughs) We have to. We have to be patient. I know it's hard. 
you have to be patient sometimes. Yeah, and then the last question, I just like to leave it open ended. Is there just anything else you want to say about rejection? I don't know. What do you think the people need to hear? Ooh, uh, I have a few. Let's let's cut it down to three. First is just do your best. Whatever your capacity is that moment, whatever your boundaries are, uh, whatever strength you have in that moment, right? Again, it could be physically, mentally, emotionally. Just do your best. Know your Know your own limits because you need to save that energy for other things in life, right? Or further down to be able to have that mental capacity to deal with whatever the outcome might be. Just do your best. And secondly, have due diligence, right? Be personally accountable for whatever you're responsible for. You can't blame others or a situation for rejected if maybe you were the one who didn't put in enough efforts, right? And we So that's a fine line of supporting other people or yourself when rejection happens, but realizing if I didn't actually do what was expected of me, then of course I'm going to get rejected, right? Uh, some people like to say it's laziness, but I think sometimes we just, we get blindsided by, oh, I didn't read the instructions for this job posting, and then I expect it to be called back. Absolutely not, right? I think we most of us learn that when we're young, though, yeah. like doing job applications for McDonald's or Tim Hortons or something and realizing, <laughs> oh, I didn't even fill out the form properly. No wonder they never called me back. Mm-hmm. It's obvious why they rejected me right it's so it's just learning that at a young age i think really helps but um i had one more and if because i wanted to keep it down to three because i wanted to be juicy but i didn't want to take too much of your time but my (laughs) but the last one is rejection in a romantic aspect and we're both women so i think this is applicable but there unfortunately are men out there who have a hard time taking rejection they feel like they're entitled to you as a person entitled to your brain entitled to your time entitled to your body unfortunately that's the reality i think we all know that but knowing to reject somebody because you're uncomfortable or because you know that's not what you want is so important it will protect you I know it can be scary because unfortunately, right, violence and that blowback does happen. I've had it happen to me. Absolutely. Um, I've been threatened. I've had people make me feel bad because I rejected them in a romantic aspect. But at the end of the day, if you don't feel safe, I right, always be prepared to call for help, whether it's 911, someone's something serious, or it could be calling for a friend or someone you trust to support you and protect you. But also just knowing it had to be done, right? You can't just give in and date somebody or be with friends with somebody because yeah. they, right, were trying to push you over. Um, have your personal boundaries. So have personal accountability, personal due diligence, but have those personal boundaries. Oh have to know when to take rejection, be responsible for it, and also when to give it. Yeah. No, that's so beautiful. And honestly... You kind of, like, I forgot that I have the power to reject people and to walk away because I'm thinking, oh, I need all this from people and I have to ask and it's okay for me to say no. So thank you. Yeah. I feel like I didn't talk about that enough, but 
that's really important. It's a very uncomfortable topic for a lot of people, for me too, because it feels like it's a lot of control, right? It's like, ooh, I'm making a decision. But for our personal lives, whether it be protection of ourselves or having those boundaries, we need to know when to say no and reject others too. Oh my gosh, yes. And random, there's a little mix song called No. And I don't know, I just want people to listen to that and know that you can say no and exactly like you said be safe and like there are people like we'll protect you just yeah reach out and i'll help you but yeah absolutely i'm glad you're safe and oh goodness again i hope you know even if someone reacts to you or like starts threatening you like you don't deserve it they are just a crazy person who needs help (laughs) and someone else will deal with them but like, it's not your fault and you shouldn't, you know, like take your no back if someone is threatening you. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So knowing those reasons for saying no and being confident with them, being comfortable with them, that's really important too. Oh, yeah, that's difficult. But I, I like yeah. the quote, it's like, even if your voice is shaking, still speak up and say it. Yeah. Just practice until you're confident stand your ground in practice i know it's so easy to say right but we both know it is really tough but at the end of the day it's uh, like a muscle you practice yeah i have to say i think working in retail has actually helped me with that because i was at one store and like we just did not do refunds and people would yeah. come in and be like oh but please and, da, 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 da. and at first you know i'd be a little uncomfortable saying no and then, you know, after, like, the the umpteenth person, it's just, like, no, goodbye. <laughs> like, I don't care if you yell. I don't care why. Like, I don't feel bad anymore. Goodbye. So, yeah, that's good. I worked in retail for many, many years. In my past, past, past life, at least five years I worked in retail. So please have an episode on that. I would line <laughs> it up on my calendar to listen to it. I'm already looking forward to it because, You'll be yeah. on it. <laughs> it's it's a life skill it teaches you about all the ugly and beautiful parts of human nature working in retail or a service industry but you're right you learn how to reject people in in retail yeah and in service yeah that's true that's a good point right the pain that might not be great but the life lessons are so yeah and it will tie you to other people who've had the same experience oh my gosh yes but yeah this was so amazing because like i like, obviously, I see you almost every day, but we're always dancing. Yes. We never have time to just talk like this. I feel like I know you a lot better, and you've just given me so much more confidence and more strength. I wanted to give up. <laughs> I was like, maybe maybe I shouldn't even do this. But, yeah, now I have all the hope, and I'm ready, I'm ready to be rejected more. I'm like, hang on. <laughs> Okay. Like bring on the blessing bring on the pain and the blessing but no i'm so excited that you decided to continue on with this because i'm so excited for you and i love the topics that you have brought to my attention for like possible podcasts i love them all i'm super excited i suggested some to you today i hope you explore too but absolutely you make me feel confident and happy and so I only want to reciprocate that. And I know we're always dancing, but part of just being in the same room with you means a lot to me too. So I hope people can feel that through your podcast and that they, they subscribe and they'll listen on because you're 
only going to do more amazing things. So I'm really, really excited. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. I swear I'm going to play this back when I'm sad. <laughs> Angelica believes in me. Everything's going to be yes. okay. Of course. Oh. Yes. Yeah. And because I know if I were doing the same thing, I would want you by my side too, right? So it's only natural. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Like, I love you so, so much. I kept you over an hour. So I'm going to let you go so you can. Yeah. Enjoy. All good. And yeah, I know. I'll see you tomorrow, literally, dancing. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. And I love you too. I'm already looking forward to it. This gave me all the butterflies and good feelings in the world. So I'm super excited. Yay. Thank you. Well, yeah. See you tomorrow and have a good rest of your evening. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again, Angelica. She has given me the strength to try again after I've been rejected. Like she said, the hope is worth the risk of rejection. Even though you may have been rejected a million times, you are still good enough, still pretty enough, still talented enough. You might have thought that you needed that job or that relationship, but look at you now. You're surviving without it. You're thriving without it because you're a gloss boss and the only thing a gloss boss needs is a little faith lots of confidence, and some serious lip gloss. Remember, if we can get rejected and still succeed, you can too. I'm Shikaya Monet, and thanks for listening to Behind the Gloss. Put your glass on, get your bass on, cause you're a glass.